with the Tyreek Hill trade sending shockwaves through the NFL landscape, there are two things that are very important to remember if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan. We're going to discuss them both. Plus, should a former division foe be looked at by the Arizona Cardinals before he's picked up by yet another NFC West division foe? All that and more on this episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. He's Bob Brock. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. You can check me out every Thursday on Locked on NFL. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with us. Although stagnant so far through free agency with shockwaves just you know reverberating through the rest of the NFL. Um, thank you for chilling out and hanging with us. Um, Tyreek Hill was traded for a thousand picks, six to be exact, to the Miami Dolphins yesterday. And although it doesn't have anything directly correlated with the Arizona Cardinals, it brings up two things that need to be discussed. One, should should people be comfortable with who is on the roster now as somebody that will definitely be on the roster in the future? Bo's going to bring up a name regarding that. And two, is this just another example of the Arizona Cardinals not doing enough to make that push towards improving upon last year's win total. Bobby Wagner visiting the Rams yesterday. Is Bobby Wagner a guy the Arizona Cardinals need to target? We're going to discuss that in the final segment because even though he's probably going to be worth, he's probably going to have a higher price tag the Cardinals are going to want to pay. And and even though the Cardinals already brought in Nick Vigil, he's a guy that has, I mean, he has unmatched leadership and talent from a linebacker position, which could pay huge dividends for the young linebackers in Zavin Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Bo, what was the first thing that you thought of regarding the Arizona Cardinals when you saw the Tyree kill trade for six draft picks go through yesterday afternoon? I mean, thank God DeAndre Hopkins just uh, it took a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick mm-hmm. and David Johnson's horrible contract. I mean, that's still one of the biggest bank heists of NFL history the Arizona Cardinals were able to get uh, D-Hop at that price tag. But it's, you know, a team in the Miami Dolphins that had a brutal year last year. They fired their coach, but they want to surround their young quarterback, Tua, who's entering, entering his third season, with the most weapons possible. I mean, there's an incredible amount of speed. You add cheated to that offense. You've already got uh, Waddle, and you've, of course, got Chase Edmonds, who just signed the lucrative deal. Well, not lucrative for running backs, the caliber of Chase Edmonds, uh, it, just a ton of speed to burn, and, and they've got a new coach down there. He's probably going to run something similar to what happened, what they did in San Francisco. Uh, I just, you just want the Arizona Cardinals to be more active than this. You, you want them to view themselves as you know a couple pieces away, and when premier names hit the market, whether it's trade or free agency, whatever it may be, that this team's going to be, they're going to vie for their services. That's how the Rams are. That's how the Chiefs are. That's how the big boys do it. They're always looking to add talent. You're never content in this league because the next week, 
you could be down a big time player. And the Arizona Cardinals saw what that looked like with DeAndre Hopkins out of the the lineup for so many weeks. And it also tells me this, and the Chiefs already kind of told me this, and, and you look at the teams that were successful this year, you got to have like two big dogs. You really do. And the Chiefs had that with Travis Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill. Uh, you, you, here's, here's how it affects the Cardinals, Alex. They don't have to face Tyreek Hill now when the Chiefs come to town next season. That's fine, right? That's a little bit better. Juju Smith-Schuster, okay. It's a little bit it's a little bit easier bite to take than Cheetah and the rapport that he has with, with Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's, it's really fascinating. Cardinals fans know this. Andy Reid very rarely gets beaten a trade. Like, does he know something we don't know about Tyreek Hill? Unfortunately, the Cardinals learned a, a tough lesson that trading with Andy Reid, buyer beware with Kevin Cobb. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. It's like the first thing that I thought of was, man, DeAndre Hopkins may not be an Arizona Cardinal after this year. Like like if things don't go, it's, I know it's kind of an irrational thought. There is an out in his contract after this season. Okay, so just because we think that he's going to retire a Cardinal or at least play for the next handful of years, play this contract out and restructure and add years and stay, Tyreek Hill to start 2021 was the most coveted wide receiver, probably not named Devontae Adams, to a roster. You know, and with Patrick Mahomes, it made so much sense, and they made so much beautiful music together. But they didn't win. He had 200. Was it last year we had over 200 yards in the first quarter? Was that against Tampa Bay? I think it was like week one or week two. I can't remember. It was early it in was the season. The, it was the year before because I had oh, him on my fantasy team in 2020, and it was, uh, it was fun. That was like fun to watch. Like what he's done – for the wide receiver position is weird. It's not Antonio Brown. He shouldn't be doing what he does. He shouldn't be able to get all the separation he does. He's the fastest guy we've seen in a long time. You might be playing against the second fastest guy with Jalen Waddle right now in Miami. I thought that there's no promise of anything roster-wise at all. Player movement has never been more potent. The NBA used to have that. It used to be the NFL has everything, but the NBA has free agency and trades and player empowerment. The NFL overnight seemingly eclipsed that. And now Devontae Adams isn't on the Packers anymore. And Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback. Tyreek Hill isn't on the Chiefs anymore. So if you think that Devontae, DeAndre Hopkins is 100% going to be an Arizona Cardinal if things don't go to plan, those two teams I just mentioned, they win 12 or 13 games every year. And the only difference is they haven't Kyler Murray hasn't been paid yet. That's the only real difference because they paid both their quarterbacks, the Packers and the Chiefs did. And now you can't keep everybody because it becomes, you know, obviously the salary cap becomes uh-huh. a fraction of what I mean, what, what what's the difference? I, I just I don't see that as I, I think that they could have figured something out to keep those guys in have I mean, this is this is what I was kind of intrigued to see, and this is more of a the whole league-wide scope is what uh, can uh, a guy like Patrick Mahomes adapt like uh, a guy like Tom Brady did. And But at least Patrick Mahomes had his opportunity to thrive. He ha- you know, the, We knew the trio. I, I don't think that Kyler Murray has necessarily been given that opportunity. He has DeAndre Hopkins, and he's had some nice players around him, but he hasn't had the playmakers of that caliber. I, I still I think we're waiting to see like who's going to be you know, Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen to Kyler Murray being, and this is on the Cardinals level. I'm not calling them, you know, Michael Jordan and the Bulls, but like who's going to play those roles on the Cardinals? Uh, Still looking for that playmaker opposite uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, it it just tells you also that 
guys who you don't think are available, you know, if you want to look at it from the Cardinals side and, and who they have in house, but also look at it from a league wide perspective, it's like guys that you think are entrenched with franchises aren't that aren't going anywhere and are, are untouchable. Like, can you name a single guy that you can say without a shadow of a doubt ain't going anywhere? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Okay. He's 45 though. I mean, like, yeah, you're no, thinking about, I, no, like, I mean, I could see a scenario where, and it's doomsday for chief's kingdom, but where Patrick Mahomes gets unha- unhappy now, that, especially since you see Cheetah move, leave that building. He's like, what are you doing? Travis my guy. 33. Yeah. So, you know, like they're, they were two years ago before that 10 point comeback in the Super Bowl when Jimmy Garoppolo missed Emmanuel Sanders. And it was, um, that was it. You know what? They're going to win five Super Bowls. And, yeah. and, you know, and you had the, the, the older cats say, we said the same thing about Aaron Rodgers. And it's interesting that even though Patrick Mahomes is different and he's more new age than what Aaron Rodgers was at his time coming, coming up, who's to say it's not the same? And who's to say that Kyler Murray if unhappy will request like everything is up in the air everything it's not to say any of this is going to happen but when you see all these big names constantly moving over the last two weeks if you think that things won't change just because it's your team that's not true and let's hope everything stays the same let's hope the Cardinals can improve upon their roster but as of now all the rules thrown out the damn window Alex Lindsay, Bobrock, locked on Cardinals. Bobby Wagner visited the Rams yesterday. What does that mean? Should the Cardinals put their hat into the ring? Should the Cardinals do something aside from what they've done so far or wait until the draft? Because every day we get closer to the draft, it seems like the latter has a better chance of happening than the former. Alex Lindsay, Bobrock, locked on Cardinals. We'll tackle that next. BetOnline.net. Dude. Like, because you, you've got a, what, 10-month-old, 9-month-old? He, he grows like four months every month, so I can't keep up. <laughs> Nine months? He's he's taller than than Tyreek Hill already, I believe. Dang. Does he um, run a four three? No, he does uh, not. Nine months. Yeah. So you can get this this uh, this pacifier example. The NFL free agent is kind of been a pacifier between meals of the NCAA tournament because we got basketball tonight, and BetOnline.net has you covered. Okay, from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. But online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. As I've mentioned every time we talk about this, BetOnline is your continued uh, source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. I mean, it's going to be Duke, Kansas, right? Because that makes no sense to happen. Please don't. Please don't give uh, Coach K the option of riding off into the sunset. I no, I don't think they have enough shooting on 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 Duke, but maybe, maybe. I mean, two two blue bloods. I I can't t- say I wouldn't be intrigued by that final matchup. Yeah, and the Chet Ranchula, your boy yeah, get, over at Gonzaga. Yes, yeah. give me over, uh, Chet's give a tough me, name. Give me Chet's Zags Wildcats, y'all. Come on, dude. That's a tough name. Brutal. Brutal, especially Chet. when you're 7'1 and 100 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. What is that short for? Chetwick? 
That can't just be <laughs> Chet. Follow him at Broadback. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. The Tyreek Hill trade, again, although not having direct ramifications for the Arizona Cardinals in any way, aside from the fact that he's not going to be wearing number 10 for the Chiefs when, when the Cardinals play the Chiefs in 2022, it just puts everything into question. It's like, like I don't believe you can have one conversation and say for sure, as you mentioned, that that is, you can at least bank on this, that this player will be here next year. Mm-hmm. regardless of where they are in the contract, regardless of how much money is still on a specific contract. Player empowerment is never higher. Draft picks are always valued more. Like, I think the Chiefs won the trade. Like, really quick. Do you th- like a first, two seconds, and two fourths? I believe that's what it was. And a sixth? Like, a first, two seconds, a fourth, and a sixth. That's a lot. They have two first-round picks. With it being such a deep wide receiver draft, they could draft one at 29 and 30. Like, who knows? The Chiefs are – like, do you think that the Dolphins won this trade before we go back to Cardinals stuff? Like, I mean, yeah. I I think that they have a potential to win. I mean, if it helps develop Tua and it proves that Tua can be an NFL-caliber quarterback, which I don't think he has proven yet in two seasons – if if you give him and he has more than he has no excuses now, um, I th- I think that that's worth it. That I mean, it's a ton. It's a ton to give up, but you know, in order to kind of keep up with the Joneses and, and beat out, we saw the Jets were in on the Tyree Kill sweepstakes. Like they wanted to couple their young quarterback with with Tyree Kill. Um, I think that yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a worthy risk. But uh, I, I see what you're saying. It's like. The Chiefs could either draft from that position, or they could flip those picks, you know, like they did for a, a franchise caliber left tackle, like they did in Orlando Brown. I mean, we don't know what they're going to do. They could move up, you know. Do they want twenty three? Yeah, you, let's 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 make a deal, Stevie Boy. Let's do something. Wake up. Um, yeah. But no, I I I see what you're saying. I think that the Chiefs and their ability to find guys. They found Kelsey. They found Tyreek Hill. They they found Creed Humphrey all beyond the first round. Like they know how, as far as the, their front office and any, any Reed who pulls a lot of strings down there, they know what they're doing. They, they have, a, if they're armed with just picks and they stick and pick, uh, they could probably find guys that are going to make an impact early. Hey, you know what? I want to push the Bobby Wagner conversation to the third segment. We talked about this before we cracked the mics. Do you think the Cardinals should look around the NFL? Be like, you know what? Let's see what kind of draft capital we've got and see what kind of player would fit this scheme. And instead of waiting for free agency or waiting for the draft, you go out, you leverage some future draft capital because Mm -hmm. we know that Steve Kime, less than ideal, worst drafting GM over the last six years. Do you go and say, you know what? And I brought up DK Metcalf, but you're right. They're not going to trade him in division. But if you offer them a first and a third for DK Metcalf and nobody else is, it's a mm-hmm. business when it comes down mm-hmm. to it. It's two out of 17 games. Okay, I think the interdivisional thing is leaning much towards Steve, much more towards Steve Finley playing for every NL West team than what we've seen in recent memory. It was Johnny Damon, right? Johnny Damon, Red Sox to Yankees. Was that the tipping free point? Agency, though. That was yeah, free agency. I know it was a free agency, but still, if you offer them a first this year and a second next year, not only do you immediately become one of the best one-two punches in the NFL, Seattle continues to just 
just grab draft picks from other places, and that's how you rebuild. Like, is there? Do you think the Cardinals should look at that route? As it doesn't matter, nobody's well, look, untouchable. It, it, your first, before you got into that the interdivision thing, it's just like if they haven't been knocking on every door and calling every phone number that they have in their Rolodex and, and just seeing who's available, what the hell have they been doing the last week and a half? Like, they yeah. better – there's got to be something in the works. There, there absolutely has to be. And if you're somebody that's very critical of Steve Kime, this podcast has been, like, we know that where he has had some success, it's pulling off trades that work in the favor of the Arizona Cardinals, and they do have a little bit more draft capital because of some compensatory picks, albeit they're at the end of the draft, fifth and seventh rounders. Um, I, I think that, look, check in with some teams that don't have a lot of high expectations. Check in some teams that might have some players that are feeling a little bit more embattled these days. Look at some Baltimore receivers, maybe like a change of scenery for a Hollywood Brown. Uh, but look, I mean, I know DJ Moore just signed a big contract to stay in Carolina. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's off the table. You know, check back in on Atlanta as far as there's not a wide receiver available, but there's still some talent left on that roster. Uh, just see, just kick the tires and kick around, you know, all these, these different franchises that, I mean, you never know, just pick up the phone and ask and say, Hey, this is what we have. Let's make a deal. Yeah. You know, Kyle Pitts would look really good in number eight in red. <laughs> um, I think eight's, know, I think eight's retired. Isn't Larry Wilson wear eight? Sure. Um, just something like it's another thing that we don't talk about. Like we don't talk about that as an option. Ever, it's always free agency or the draft. It's cut and dry, free agency or the draft. Not really trades unless it's midseason for a late round pick. Um, you know, for Go a guy get Chase in contract. Go get somebody. Yeah. You know, well, Devontae like... Parker's a name that's been thrown around a little bit because they have thirty eight running wide receivers now. What the one thing I don't understand about the Tyree Kill trade is why didn't they trade Cedric Wilson as part of that deal? Like I, Cedric Wilson would be perfect for the Chiefs. They have 13 wide receivers. Like it's wild how many receivers they have. I'd have to, I'd have to see if if the NFL has similar rules to That's right. the NBA, you, yep. where if you sign a deal, you're probably not eligible to be traded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, that's that's right. Um, I just I don't know if we're kicking all the tires here with with possibilities for what the Cardinals can do without discussing potentially trading for a wide receiver because that's. Like at this point, even though obviously it's cheaper to be drafting players to have higher impact, would you rather realize that you're in a two-year window here to make Kyler Murray happy and go get good players now and worry about it later? That's the reality. Or, That's where they are. They're yeah, in well, that they've window. Done, they don't I know. They're yeah. they're in they're in I mean, they're in idiocracy. They're not in any sort of national you know, rational reality here. You know, like, and I don't think that's like you can defend. You think, can defend yeah. the front office all you want. I just don't. I don't agree. I, I don't think that the track, the the you know the the history of all of this lends me to think we will be let down. I hope that's not the case. I, I don't but, feel like the front office has let us down as far as inactivity. Uh, during like they've actually been very active the last few off seasons. And it's like giving us things to talk about and get excited about now have those things panned out. Like as far as how they play out in the regular season, no, you know, they, they lack the depth that, that was enough to really truly contend, but you know, the pieces are in place. Like two things can be true here, the piece in place. And then if you add complementary pieces that are still available, um, 
you know, the Arizona Cardinals can improve this roster. But there's also reality of that this team might think that they're are, may, might feel content, which is a nightmare scenario for fan the fan base, um, and that they just want to move forward and just add to the draft. Like that would be a disaster. I think that they should have learned a lesson from post Dak Ertz trade that you can never be content. Like you always have to be adding talent. The Rams are always adding talent. The the previous season, Super Bowl winner, the bucks were always adding talent. That's just, you have to, it's the, it's the only way because this game is so violent and it's so uh, you, you injuries happen so often that you have to, even when you feel like you have depth, you, you could be SOL the next week. So the fact that they're inactive with this window, it's like they're riding this line between, hey, we're going to go for it, and hey, we're building and, and being patient for the future. It's like, no, you can't. There's no fine line. That's, it's you either go one direction or the other. It's like playing defense in baseball and a seeing-eye single just went through the middle. It's like they're not anywhere. They're on an island, you know, and they're not, they're not making a decision one way or another. And it's frustrating. We'll see if it changes. We're going to find out, hopefully, in the next handful of days. We said that a week and a half ago. <laughs> Alex Lancey Bobrock, Locked On Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're following Locked On NFL. You can check me out today with Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans on Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Just like Locked On Cardinals, it's free and available on yeah. all platforms. Should the Cardinals sign Bobby Wagner? Should the Cardinals intercept the meeting that the Rams and Bobby Wagner had yesterday? via covert op and Michael Bidwell's fancy new plane. Alex Lancey, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll unpack, we'll unpack that next. Final segment. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Comment, like, subscribe. We're, we love this. We love doing this. Thank you to everybody who was yeah. along for the ride. Thank you. Thank you. You. Thank you. Um, Bobby big Wagner is tomorrow, visiting. By the way. Yeah, we do have a big announcement tomorrow. Um, you're gonna have to wait till the final segment. Um, and uh, yeah, we got a big announcement, and it's we called will... a tease, folks. <laughs> it's called a tease. I mean, yeah, that's we've both done better teases <laughs> in our day, but it, it it was effective. Bobby Wagner visits the Rams yesterday. Um, Q. Owen Wilson in Armageddon. Oh, so scariest environment imaginable. That's all. I, that's all I had to say. Scariest environment imaginable. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, uh, "Wow." Wow. Well, I was waiting for you for that. I can't. I don't have that. You have that and Harry Carey down. Oh, we, we, man. we haven't. We haven't done the Harry Carey hour, but um, Bobby Wagner on the Rams would be a nightmare. Really? Yeah. And and if like remember when they signed Clay Matthews and Clay Matthews couldn't get a job after leaving the Packers. And like, what is going on here? And Clay Matthews showed that, you know, he was towards the end of his, toward the end of his uh, run in the NFL. And really the last thing we remember is them changing the leveraging rule because of him when you can't fall on a quarterback. And now that's now penalized. Mm -hmm. uh, they brought Eric Weddle who was fine. And obviously be before the, this run recently, Bobby Wagner has a lot more to offer now in his career than either of those players did, in my opinion, even though Eric Weddle as a safety and as a leader um, for that safety room was obviously very important. Um, Bobby Wagner still strikes fear in, in opposing offenses. 
And I don't think Clay Matthews or Eric Weddle did at that point. Mm. Bobby Wagner has been the most, since Fred Warner took this, uh, took the helm at this, the most undervalued linebacker, at least in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Fred Warner got paid. Bobby Wagner's forgotten about. I think the Rams signing Bobby Wagner would be a nightmare, even though it, it wouldn't cause that many waves. Do you think the Cardinals should put their hat in the ring? Or do you think at this point they've set themselves up where they can't because they have other glaring needs? Right. Yes. The the latter there. And um, also, I, I mean, I think Bobby Wagner's steady still. I just don't think he's an impact maker. Like, he complements what the Rams want to do on defense very well. He would do, and as you mentioned, the off-the-field stuff, the leadership uh, is something that would be huge for any organization that adds Bobby Wagner. Um, but And it would only be from an attempt to keep him from going to a division rival, but I, I don't think that there's enough there. You want the reps to go to your young linebackers, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, you're all in on those guys. This just becomes another, you know, block to them. So I just don't think it's a good fit for the Cardinals. But yeah, you if you're a Cardinals fan and you see that, you see the rap sheet tweet saying that he's visiting the Rams and they probably won't let him leave the building without a, a deal. Um, the other part I paraphrased there. Um, I think that that should strike fear. Yeah, that's that's it's just the rich getting richer as far as the Rams go, and they're starting to rebuild that defense as they had some key departures. Uh, Vaughn Miller, uh, Sebastian Joseph Day from the interior of that defensive line, and Darius Williams, a cornerback. So they've got to start to add talent to that defense, and Bobby Wagner certainly that. I just don't think, like, as far as his pass coverage and as far as, you know, him being disruptive and creating negative plays, I don't see him as the player he used to be. But as far as a steady uh, voice and tackler, it's good. He's still a good player, very good player. Yeah, and I mean, this is – I, I agree. I mean, right when I said it, it's – well, obviously the Cardinals – this is – all of this didn't happen overnight. This is the culmination of a lot of decisions made, some good, some bad, that has put the Cardinals in the situation they're in. And it doesn't mean they can't get out of it. It doesn't mean they can't open up cap space. It doesn't mean they can't bring in impact players and make a push like they did last year. Okay. And you can't just look at where they are now as its own movie. This is the next in the trilogy or whatever, the octology of Steve Kime, the novology, the ninth one of Steve Kime in, in, in the, in the, I mean, some, a lot of it's a tragedy. There's some comedy, um, but you know, there's some, remember the Titans moments, but um this is just the next iteration of the Arizona Cardinals, and it's not a standalone. This mm-hmm. is the culmination of a lot of decisions made over the years. And sure. they're not in a position to sign Bobby Wagner. Should they be? Absolutely. If you look so so, so let, let's go revisionist history for the last the last two or three minutes of this podcast. Say the Cardinals draft, say even last year, two years ago, they drafted Isaiah Simmons, okay? Because I don't think that's going to be looked at as a bad draft pick. And you already don't. Mm-hmm. Tristan Wirfs being all pro his rookie year and winning a Super Bowl kind of mm-hmm. put a damper on Isaiah Simmons. It's not Isaiah sure. Simmons' fault. He was misused his rookie year. Okay. Instead of drafting Zayvon Collins next year, and Zayvon Collins could be an all pro two years from now. We have no idea. But for the history, for the information we have now, if you were to have drafted a wide receiver at this point, or a corner, or an offensive lineman 
at, at 16 overall last year and you, you don't have a crowded uh, linebacker room, they 100% could have signed Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Like it would have made a lot more yeah. sense. I mean, that's why people knock getting that position in the first round. That's not like a, a premium position, the inside linebacker, even mm -hmm. though, you know, Bobby Wagner played at such a high level and, and Fred Warner plays at such a high level and why, you know, some teams are, are seeking those young linebackers that they can control for a while at that price tag that the Arizona Cardinals will have the luxury for. But yeah, I mean, and also Isaiah Simmons is going to have, like we're seeing Tua play well with Jalen Waddell, a guy that he played in college with, and we saw it play out with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Like also Isaiah Simmons has the negative stigma of he's not CD Lamp. Like you couldn't pair, like he stopped you from pairing Kyler Murray with one of his college teammates in, in CD Lamb, and yeah, we true. don't know what that looks like. So, but along with the, all the offensive linemen they pick, like any of the offensive linemen after Isaiah Simmons, as you mentioned, Werfs, Mackay Becton, I know he's dealt with some injuries, and and uh, the kid from Alabama that you and I both liked, uh, that I can't remember, he plays for the, the Browns now. I don't know why his name escapes yeah, me. Yeah, Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills. Uh, you know, all of them would have been fine. They all would have, and, and they, I think I would have felt the same about those guys, like I think Isaiah Simmons, over 100 tackles last year, he, he still needs to know more of what his assignment is each and every play. Uh, but he he showed that he belonged at least for his rookie year. He, he didn't. But look, yeah, it the Arizona Cardinals have taken a couple steps back because I think they were close, if not there, to where they were an appealing destination because they were going for it. And because they're, they're trying to ride this line, free agents and especially with the stuff that has come up with Kyler it's not a slam dunk that hey this is a team that's going to contend uh, right away it's I mean there is a lot of gray area as far as what the future in the near future of this organization is going to be and really happy you did that because we're going to go long three minutes to pay off the tease from last yesterday's show is there a world and it's interesting that we're talking about this now because Tyreek Hill has been traded since the last podcast is there a world where say next year comes around, Tua didn't get it done, and Miami's like, "Hey, we got a couple draft picks we can throw you for Kyler Murray." Is there a world where Kyler Murray is traded before getting a contract extension by the Cardinals? Look, Unless it, this is barring them going five and twelve this year, you know, like say they finish eleven and five, eleven mm -hmm. and six next mm -hmm. year say they lose in the first round of the playoffs again. Is there a world where Kyler Murray can get traded before signing his first big deal as an, as an NFL player? Here's that. Here's what I say about that. Because I think that if he, if Kyler Murray is appealing to the Miami dolphins who have this roster that's in place and they've got the, all these receivers, all this speed, and they're just a quarterback away, they're viewing Kyler Murray as that guy. That means he had a really good season. And I yeah. think the Arizona Cardinals, they're, they've been answered. Like, as far as the questions that they want answered, they're answered. And they need to, he needs to be as locked up. I would say that's good for the Cardinals. I, don't, I, I just think that he's answered those questions. He's answered the fan base's questions. The only thing is how much do you pay him? And, and then put, put name the paper on the contract. Agreed. Alex Lancey Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. Crocky bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. 
It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, we do have some pretty big news that we're going to discuss. You're going to have to wait till the final segment. Now, that is a fat trim tease right there, baby. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.